0: Tadano and LZ with you here. Sean McVay going to join us in less than 15 minutes. Probably closer to like 10 minutes, to be honest with you.
1: Excellent.
0: Uh, so we will talk to him. We'll get into the Lakers. Uh, but before that, uh, John Ireland brought up that I was on Around the Horn. And I only mentioned I was on Around the Horn once. I mentioned I was on the jump as well, uh, Chris. If you were listening more closely, you would have understand understood that. Uh, secondly... Um, He had to have made your breath sound worse, Greg, because Elsie, do you remember Greg's breathing sounding that bad? Like, I remember it sounding bad, but that felt like he, like, amplified the sound on that one.
1: I think he definitely amplified the sound. Now, granted, Greg certainly sounded as if he had ran around the house five times before getting on air. Yes. But Chris made it sound as if he was operating with half a lung, which is not accurate.
0: Greg, are you operating with a half a lung? Can you confirm or deny (laughs) that? I, I can deny that, but I, I guess it's just a very sensitive mic because I'm just breathing through my nose. Did so, you just
1: blame the mic uh, for your lack of a cardiovascular health?
0: I have very good cardiovascular health, thank you very much. I'm not fat like I was, was like six months ago, so it's, got, hey, it's gotten hey, hey. a lot didn't better. Did you gain like eight pounds back or something, you said? No, no, no. I'm still under 200. I'm like two ninety. I'm at uh, 197, 198. So It bounces around. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, by the that. way, Key is going to join us at five as well. You may have uh, so we've got Sean McVay at four thirty uh, ish, maybe a little. It's probably a little earlier. Uh, so we're going to have a short segment here to start. Then Bobby, um, Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider for ESPN. We will talk about free agency with him uh, mostly. We'll talk maybe ask him a question or two about the draft, but mostly free agency, particularly the Lakers and the Clippers. And, uh, and this Giannis thing. So, LZ, Mark Stein, <laughs> before we get to the Lakers, Mark Stein just tweeted. And, Berkman, you were kind of on to this yesterday. Um, Mark Stein of the New York uh, Times, former colleague uh, with us here at ESPN, the NBA has opened an investigation of the reported transaction involving Milwaukee and Sacramento that was to send Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Bucks via sign-and-trade after Friday's scheduled start of free agency, the New York Times has learned. So now they're checking to see if there's shenanigans. That is not going to be uh, fun for those two teams, I feel like.
1: No, no, it is not. And once again, their uh, lack of a simple phone call is causing them much more grief. Before, it was just embarrassment. Right now, it seems like grief and perhaps punishment is coming their way.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, for being so stupid, basically for
1: being stupid, right? Yeah. As if the being called wasn't enough punishment. Now you may <laughs> lose a pick. You might get fined some money. Right? Like it's yeah,
0: not good. It's, be it's
1: fun. not good. Not going to uh, be fun. But, but isn't that the
2: big part of the problem? Isn't that the big part of the problem? Because you can't just make a simple phone call because you're not allowed to talk to free
0: agents. Right. Friday. But he- here's how so- this works, Greg. There's an easy workaround with that stuff. There's these guys represent a lot of different people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't have to call the team directly. You can ma- you can have the framework of a deal, and then all you have to do is call the agent if you're right. Sacramento or Milwaukee and be like, hey, this is what we've got potentially lined up. Talk to Bogdan. See if he's okay with it. It's not that hard.
1: It's not that hard. It, it truly is Hell, you could call Giannis and say, "Yo, dog, check on your boy for us." Yeah, <laughs> like it's not that hard to see if somebody wants to be somewhere. Or the two agents can call each other. You know what I'm saying? Like the
0: right uh, Bogdan's agent can call Giannis's agent and be like, "See if they want to connect." Right? Like that. All that stuff can happen through agents, and they will not get hurt for tampering or fined for tampering. So yeah, like there are plenty of workarounds. You have this is kind of like steroids in baseball. At this stage, Robinson Cano yesterday, we kind of touched on it briefly. You have to be a buffoon to get caught at this point. Like, if you're getting caught using PEDs in Major League Baseball now, you're just a dope. Like, I'm sorry. There's no other way to describe it. And the same thing for tampering, like in the NBA. If you're getting nailed for tampering at this point, after all the stuff that's happened over the last several years, that's on you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's embarrassing for them, but hey – you know, if you're a Laker fan, which I'm assuming everyone listening is, um, don't you want to see if your team can now kick the tire on this player who can create his own shot, shoot it from anywhere, and is not afraid of big moments?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think they're in the price range for Bogdanovich, but why not? Probably not. Like, but figure you, but it out.
1: Make the, yeah, figure it out. Kick the kick the tires. Make a phone call. Just see what happens before yeah. we sign Wayne Ellington or something.
0: right. Yeah. Which Wayne I'm not Ellington opposed actually, to, by the way. Uh, Wayne Ellington would actually be nice on this team. I'm just like,
1: saying, I'm not opposed to that either. Yeah,
0: yeah he's actually a nice you player. Know? I know he's played for the Lakers before, but I mean, actually now he'd be a really good player on this team. Um, so anyway, so we got that. Speaking of the Lakers, the Dennis Schroeder thing became official. Um, JaVale McGee opted in. So, um, you know, we've talked a lot about big men. No matter what yep. no matter what happens, JaVale is going to be part of this. Uh, not to say they can't trade him, obviously, um, but... He opts in Bradley, though. Avery Bradley opts out. Quinn Cook is waived. I don't think that's a big deal. Um, but the Avery Bradley part is interesting, LZ, because he clearly had a resurgence after having several years of injuries, right? And mm-hmm. I look, from a business perspective, I get it where he wants to cash in, right?
1: No, listen, I, I get it, too. Um, I just would hate to see him go. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, like I know that technically we went in the postseason without him and managed to only lose five games without him. Mm -hmm. But I promise you that if we had him, we might only lost two games. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like all the stuff that you saw some of the backcourt players do because we couldn't find another body to throw at him. Or more importantly, we didn't have anyone hitting a a shot. He can hit shots. He can create shots. And his defense is outstanding. We might have actually gone through the postseason having only dropped two games as opposed to the five had we had him. That's how good of an impact player he is to me defensively as well as the offense that he can bring.
0: Oh, right. Listen, I, I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Clearly he fits very well with what the Lakers want to do, and, and I think you should absolutely explore every option to bring him back. Like I, I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Um, especially because I don't think there is a ton of options out there necessarily, you know, uh, in, in the Lakers price range. But it's clearly going to be something that they're going to have to uh, look at. And, and I think Schroeder certainly is an upgrade defensively over Rondo uh, at this yep. stage, right? Like he's not the leader, etc. cetera, but he's an upgrade from a pure basketball perspective. And But I do think that you can't have enough Right perimeter defenders in this league, LZ, who can also hit shots, and especially when you're playing with LeBron, like you, your your whole team—not your whole team, but a lot of your team should be guys that can do those two things.
1: Absolutely, and you know, who knows? Maybe he's opting out, and the the, you know the price that he wants is just a hair over the five. Maybe it's six or seven. Um, Who knows? Right, depends Um, on the
0: marketplace
1: too, for sure. Exactly, exactly. So. You know, Javale. You know, is someone who could be used on our team or used as a trading chip, right? Um, to help create opportunities to make sure financially, maybe we can work in um, a- Avery. But I think the number one option, you know, priority anyway after Case after Anthony Davis is KCP. And as much as I love Avery Bradley and thinks that he um, would have helped us make things easier in the postseason. Yeah. KCP to me from a health perspective is really someone that we need to lock in because not only is he a willing defender and can hit the shot as well. He's just has a better history in terms of health than Avery Bradley. Sure. No
0: question about it. Um, we'll get back to the Lakers. Obviously Bobby Marks will join us at four uh, five or so. We will talk to him. Uh, Sean McVay is going to join us next. Oh, looks like we have the coach. Uh, Sean McVay, friend of the program. The Rams are 6-3. I'm sure they'll be eyeing uh, tonight's contest on Thursday night football between their two division rivals, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Uh, the Rams obviously traveling to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and company here, and you can catch all the action right here on 710 ESPN. Sean, thanks for taking the time, man. Hope everyone is healthy, safe, and sound. How much of an eye? Uh, you know, I look, I know you guys are obviously preparing for the Bucks, but how much of an eye do you even – Uh, give or how much attention do you pay to tonight's Thursday night game between the uh, two division rivals you have here in Arizona and Seattle?
2: Yeah, George, I I pay attention just because I, you know, I like to see what's going on around the league. You know, as far as, you know, having a preference one way or the other, it really doesn't make a difference. There's so much football left to be played, but you know, it doesn't matter if it's the Titans and the Colts playing or if it's the Seahawks Cardinals. I'm going to usually have that on in the background just because you know, even though you're a coach, I am a fan and love seeing what's going on. And uh, I am interested to see how this one plays out with two good teams. But, um, you know, we're we're also in the process of getting ready for the Bucks, which is a great challenge, and figuring out how to navigate through all these protocols with this COVID, man. This is for the birds, I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no one's thrilled about the COVID situation, especially now that we have a curfew. But you're in bed before 9 o'clock anyway, Coach, so I know you're not really worried about that. Your first one in, last one out. Anyway, right?
2: Well, uh, you're, you said it right, LZ. I am in bed early. I'm a, I'm an early riser, but I'm an early to bed guy. So, um, yep. Don't have to worry about me doing uh, <laughs> doing anything that would get me in trouble.
1: So, uh, serious question about our team here. Uh, clearly, our defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense. You know, we yep. we simply don't allow you to score touchdowns in the second half. Obviously, with with. You know, our two cornerstones, you know, there's, you can't throw the football and you got to constantly worry about Aaron Donald coming to get your QB. The question, of course, is about the offense. And especially recently, there seems to be an inability to find the end zone. What do you attribute that to?
2: Yeah, no, it's a great question. I, I've been so pleased with the way our defense has played. And, you know, you could go through each game, but I think when you look at the Seahawks game, um, I thought the, the offense did a really nice job of moving the ball Early on, like to see us come away with 21 points on our first three drives, as opposed to 17, and not kicking a field goal on the first drive. But um, then it's about let's see if we can continue to sustain that level of execution all the way through the third and the fourth quarter. And that's where I think you'd see, you know, we had a, we're just a couple plays away from really being able to, you know, potentially make that a 30 to 13 game if uh, if we end up making some plays that I think typically we are accustomed to. Not going to make any excuses about it. Uh, we're just going to continue to go to work and and find a way to really punch it in the end zone. Because you're right, LZ, There's been a lot of uh, you know a lot of yards and not as many points to show for it. And it's about scoring points, preventing people from scoring, and uh, and most importantly, winning games. But but I do think that we've got a lot more left, and, and I think we'll be able to play at a higher level. And that's what we expect
0: offensively. Sean, obviously, a lot went into the running back situation, right? And you guys wanted a uh, multiple guys back there with uh, different uh, skill sets and whatnot. How would you assess what you've seen from the run game thus far this season?
2: Yeah, the run game's been the bright spot offensively. I think the run game and the offensive line have been the bright spots. Um, I think the, the game the other day was the, really the first time that reflected getting all three guys involved because we were able to be efficient on third down. All three were healthy and available. And thought Thomas Brown did a great job of rotating those guys. You know, you're seeing Cam Akers get more comfortable as he gets more experience. I think Daryl Henderson has had a you know, a really good season, and Malcolm Brown is uh, so steady and so solid in, in a lot of those crunch time situations, whether it be short yardage or in the red area. And so all three of those guys were big contributors. And if you're saying, you know, what is the strength of this offense right now? It's the ability to run the football consistently um, and that's where it's going to be a great challenge because the Bucks are one of the best-run uh, defenses in the league. But when you're playing really good defense, if you can't run the football and control the clock, um, maybe a little bit different than what we've seen, that might be the identity of this team this year uh, to be able to win games, which is the most important thing.
1: Obviously, uh, we're in the toughest division in football this season. Uh, three teams with six wins. Uh, the difference is uh, the Cardinals have a buddy MVP candidate in their QB, Seattle has an MVP candidate in their QB. No one talks about Jared Goff as an MVP candidate. Does that bother you? And if so, why?
2: No, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I think, you know, you you know we want to continue to just focus on what we can control, and that's Jared making good decisions, distributing the ball, and, um, you know, he's done some good things. And then I think he can play better in a lot of instances and expects more of himself as well. And so... Um, you don't want to take anything away from those two great players that you just mentioned, LZ, but, you know, we're just focused on Jared playing a good game against the Bucks, and uh, he's had a lot of success for us over the last couple of years, and I know his focus is on winning football games, and however we do that, uh, I think that's a great reflection of him uh, with the amount of wins that he's had over the last handful of years, and, and that's ultimately our most important job.
0: You mentioned on your coaches' show, and we appreciate here on the station that you broke that news on the coaches' show. Although we didn't love the news of Andrew Whitworth uh, being out, you know, six to eight weeks or whatever it's going to be. Uh, you talked about the offensive line and, and how important they've been in your success thus far. How do you try to make up for the loss of someone as important as Andrew Whitworth?
2: Yeah, you know, I don't think you ever really replace him, George. Uh, you know, what he means so much to us in so many different ways, not exclusive to just playing on the field. Uh, but he still will be able to be able to, uh, you know, contribute in a way that he's leading from a different perspective, from a different lens. But, you know, Joe Nopum is a guy that, you know, Andrew's really mentored. Coach Cromer does a great job and I do expect and have confidence that he can step up and play well. Now, are you saying that you accept, the, ex- expect, excuse me, the same level of production from Andrew? No, I don't think that's fair to Joe, but uh, I do think Joe is a starting caliber player at the tackle spot in this league. And I'm excited about the opportunity he has. And, uh, looking forward to, to seeing Big Whit end up return price sooner than later, and you know for him to come away with a, a, an injury when you look at what it what it looked like and you thought it'd be a season ending deal, I think it's just another notch on the belt of what a freak this guy is for that to only be a PCL and MCL.
1: A uh, coach today is National Play Monopoly Day, so I'm going to ask oh. your personality question that's going <laughs> to tell us everything we need to know about you. Are you good at Monopoly? Yeah. Depends on how many beers I
2: have. I usually cheat. <laughs> right, As go well ahead, you Hogan. should. Go As ahead, well
1: you should cheat.
2: <laughs> okay. um, I, I got into a fight with my fiance over quarantine because we were probably too many bottles of wine in, and I, you know, I I cheated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you were so, how you I were like, you, you were telling the story. You were very excited, and you're like, yeah, I just, I'm copping to it. I cheated. I, just, I well. just cheated.
2: Uh, she too. was not happy with me. It was, uh, it was poor judgment on my part. I let my competitive instincts get the best of me. And uh, let's just uh, put it this way. I learned my lesson the hard way.
1: Let me just tell you, man, <laughs> the game of Monopoly is about real estate. And everybody that's a real estate developer cheats one way or another. So you're just fitting in what you yeah. need to do. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. There you go. <laughs> you didn't buy four houses on you know, Broadway. You only bought three, but you slid one on. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, there you go. Which Monopoly piece do you gravitate toward? Ooh. you know what we the, the one that we have
2: it's its not the standard monopoly it was kind of an express accelerated monopoly so i honestly i'm not a really a big piece guy I, I probably you know i might have even played i don't know if it's a thimble or a top hat i couldn't tell you lz i just grabbed the first piece i'm
0: focused on that cash not the piece yeah listen i ain't blame i ain't blaming you man get that money you know what i'm saying like that's what the game is about right like you when know, you play with L V. What pick? What what piece do you pick?
1: Well, I mean, listen, I'm a top hat guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I will fight you for the top hat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, so at least I'm on the right track. You know, we're in the same arena there with the top hat.
0: Yeah, I like going with the boot because I like to kick people's asses. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my rule. You know? That's
1: pretty good. That's pretty good too.
2: Hey, I think you guys are really putting a lot of thought into these pieces, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sean, we're locked up. we got a curfew for a whole month. I know, yeah. We have Seriously. nothing else to think about. I mean, there's only so much, uh, you know, Tiger King is already past us. I know you were watching that. But by the way, I heard you're into This Is Us. I didn't know you had that uh, that soft side, McVeigh. I love it. It's getting a little heavy for me. I got to be honest. I got enough stress at work.
2: I don't know if I can handle this anymore watching it at home. I like to be feeling good. So,
1: so it's real, funny real you talk, say that. That's exactly what we said.
0: Yeah, we were like, yo, that's a real like hard show to watch. I'm surprised that's the show he took on. You know what? It wasn't my pick. You
2: know, it's, Listen, I, I'm not afraid to admit I'm not the boss when I'm at home. So I really am just uh, – I'm a yes man there. You know, it, it started out good, and now we're getting real uh, early in season two, and I'm thinking, I don't know if I really want to put this anxiety on myself anymore.
1: You don't. This isn't you. This isn't us. That's what I tell <laughs> people. I
2: feel like, you know, I, I can get it. There's some other things that we can choose that might uh, make me feel like uh, hopping out of bed the next morning with a little zest for life instead of depressed.
1: I got a show for you, my friend. The Queen's Gambit.
2: Ooh, you know what? That? I so that's the one that's been recommended. I'm sitting here with artists. He he one of our beat writers recommended that L Z and he started watching it. He said you he gotta check it out. And so I'm definitely intrigued. That is something that I'm definitely gonna check
1: out. I heard it's awesome. It's really good, man. I, I we killed it in three nights and I, I was like you would think a show about chess wouldn't inherently be good and i'm a chess player so i just was kind of curious but it's way about so much more than just chess and i think you would really appreciate it if nothing else it's a reprieve from crying every day from this is us
2: Uh, you know what that's the the second person that said it and then everybody i've asked about it has been a big double thumbs
0: up on it so i'm definitely going to check that out then no, I, so I got one for you because I know that you and I spoke a while back, and you were you were getting into Game of Thrones. Did you ever finish Game of Thrones, by the way, or no?
2: No, I didn't. I I stuck right where I was. Once uh you know once that uh one deal where you end up losing all the characters that you like happened.
0: The said, red you know, wedding. You know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I said I I just. You know, it's it's emotional.
1: It's emotional. I understand.
0: It it is. But uh, Kit Harington, um, who who was in Game of Thrones, right? He was uh, the main character. Uh, He's in a Netflix show called Criminal. And it's a series of, like, police, um, like, interrogation rooms. And they're, they're, like, flipping to, like, different interrogation rooms. So I don't know if you're, like, a a cop, uh, you know, show type of guy or if you like those investigation type shows. That's a good one on Netflix, too. I'll have to check that out. I
2: really, you know, because you know, you're always going, going, going. I, I like to watch a lot of different things and I don't have a specific genre. It's kind of whatever mood you're in, but yeah. to your guys' point, the uh this this is us might uh might have to be something that I'll just wait till the off season or you know, I, I, I got enough stress right now.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be in a like a team meeting and just start crying because you think about a character going through <laughs> like a rough spot or something like that. You know that's I not a good you. look for you. Uh, yeah got, by I, the I, way I, I, Go ahead, Izzy. I'm sorry. No, go, I know. Go. I was gonna I, I do have one more football question for you because I thought, and it's not like you lied to us, and I don't want to characterize like you lied to us. No, you'd never do that, Sean, because we're all friends you're here.
2: here. You're kind of going
0: that direction
2: before you even ask
0: me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. wait no, no. He's kind of got you, Elzy. You are kind of buttering no, no, no. him up. No, no. What? I'm, what? What? You're I'm buttering gonna him up, but you're also going to accuse him of something.
1: No. What, what I was going to say is, it out. let's go. I thought he was. Very revealing, more, it was unshawn McVay-like revealing when you were talking about the woes of your kicking game. And the honesty that came from Greg's departure wasn't something I was prepared for. Uh, Yeah. When did you realize that we may be somewhat in trouble with the kicking game over the course of the season and you started reminiscing on our ex? Well,
2: honestly, I I had a I had a you know I had a funny feeling that you don't minimize the importance of that spot and and you almost get spoiled by the with the consistency that Greg operated with. So as soon as we lost him, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have major concerns. Uh, now to say that you don't have any confidence, you can find somebody. Uh, you know that wasn't necessarily the case because once he decided to go to Dallas, then you got to say all right, what's the next solution? But. Um, I think you guys have seen what I've seen, and and uh, and it's been uh, it's been a real struggle, and it's been something that fortunately it has not cost us a game. But if we don't get this fixed, uh, it could potentially, and that's where whether it's Austin McGinnis or Matt Gay this week, uh, we're looking to see if we can get uh, you know some better opportunities, be a little bit more consistent in our scoring ops, and then you know a big thing too that you take for granted is just the hang time, the accuracy on some of your kickoffs and how that affects your kick coverage unit as well. And, um, you know, that's, that has been something that's been a struggle, and I think you guys have seen that as well as I have. And, you know, that is the truth.
0: Sean, one last thing for you before we let you go, and thank you for always being so gracious with your time and always willing to, you know, have fun with us and talk nonsense with us. Um, but I have one more football question. Obviously, you're playing the Bucs this week. You got your start there, uh, you know, back in 2008. You know, have you had some time to kind of think back, like, when, you know, you're, you're facing them, right? Like, like does it make you think back to that time and what it was like kind of getting started? Like, do you have any any memories that stick out about, like, I don't know like we where you're clearly the new kid in school right when you're when you're taking that first job, like do you remember anything? is there anything that sticks out from that first year that you were a part of that franchise? yeah, what
2: sticks out is I knew nothing, I was totally clueless. I came in uh you know you think you have a clue after you finish up playing collegiately, and you know really i I was not even really a coach, I was a glorified secretary that was just trying to help any way that I could run errands for the coaches and um I had a great opportunity to learn from a lot of guys, but I really just didn't know much at all. And you're kind of almost just in awe of being a part of an NFL organization. And then before you know it, you know, who's become one of my closest friends in life, uh, you know, you end up making a change at the coaching spot where I was there as a result of my relationship with John Gruden and my man Raheem Morris gets that job and they end up going a different direction. I'm thinking, man, this first year in coaching and getting fired right away, well, I guess you get your feet wet pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious sean mcveigh c- coach of your los angeles rams obviously right in the thick of things at six and three uh fighting for that division as we expected them to sean always a pleasure man stay healthy stay safe and go get a win we'll talk to you soon yes sir Let's go do it always good to talk to you guys all right man Thanks, take coach. care there he is sean mcveigh with us here i love talking to him like Absolutely. i mean honestly I mean, you and I have had this good relationship with him going back to when we were doing the morning show together. Like, I feel like we could literally just talk to him forever. Um, and he's, he kind of feels like he's willing to talk to us forever. Um, but, uh, you know, like, we, we can't keep all of his time because he's got to get ready for Tampa. But thanks to Sean, and, of course, thanks to Artis and the Rams for allowing Sean on the show. We always appreciate it. So here's the deal. Bobby Marks called. And he had to jump on SportsCenter, LZ. So he's going to join us at 5.30 uh, because there's obviously this crazy buck story that we talked about at the beginning of the show. And they're being investigated for the whole Bogdan Bogdanovich thing. So you and I are going to take a quick break, right? We're going to break here real quick. And then you and I are going to talk about what the hell is transpiring, uh, including... Uh, previewing, kind of giving us some thought to this game tonight and how important it is for the Rams that Sean McVay said he's keeping an eye on, that Seahawks-Cardinals game. So we'll touch on all that. Uh, Keyshawn's going to join us at 5. Then we'll have Bobby Marks at 5.30, Clint at 6, and at 6.45, uh, our buddy Dave McMiniman. So we're going to take a quick break. We should have asked Sean uh, LZ McVay, who just joined us, about it about how hard it is for pimps. We didn't ask sure. him that one.
1: I'm sure he has, uh, you know, so, some analysis to share in that area.
0: Yeah, he probably has thoughts. You
1: know, yeah, he's a, You know, he's a worldly person. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? It's, you know, I was so grateful that he just drops his guard with us and just yeah. shows everyone his personality because he really is a good dude and he's funny as hell. But you don't get a chance to see that from NFL coaches very much because they have very stressful jobs. Correct. So I'm glad that he's able to, you know, with us on occasion just kind of goof off about this is us and everything like that
0: yeah he he's uh he's always kind of had that personality um with us um i think it was just because very early remember like i think his first interview right was with us in studio like when he just got the job i think like the next day or something
1: yeah it was really really early yeah and you know he was just he was just fun to talk to even then right even though he hadn't done anything yet in the league as far as being the head coach and then um me having an opportunity to talk to him uh in Houston during the Super Bowl when they when it was right. down there a few yeah, years ago yeah i remember ago. we were down there yeah yeah and it, it was just sort of like oh you know it's just me him and and Snead just kind of you know shooting the blank and i was like oh all right i see what this is see what this is you're not going to be guarded unless I give you a reason to be. Right. I like that. But that's that's the way it, you know it
0: should be. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that I, I think that overall, um, you know, look, I, I think Vogel has some of that too. When we've had him on, like we, you yep, know, he yep. he uh, he's 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 willing to have some fun. Like he's a fun, he's a nice guy. He's a fun guy. Um, but you know, like you got to shake them out of the uh, out of the coach speak after a while is basically what happens.
1: Yeah, like you have to shake us out of our coach speak. You know when we get deep into the weeds and we right. have to, Greg comes in and tweets like eyeball emojis about the Jets game and breaks everything up and I like that.
0: Yeah, uh, I now mean they, we literally we literally spoke to him for 18 minutes and it did felt we really like, yeah and it it felt like it could have been much longer to be honest with you.
1: Well, absolutely, because we haven't even talked about Ted Lasso yet, which might loosely be based upon his life. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps. Uh, So anyway, if you miss Sean McVay, subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and tell your friends, too. Uh, Don't forget, in the 5 o'clock hour, we have the uh, key, right? We have a key to give away, a virtual key for the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. Hopefully, you were listening to Mason in Ireland uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. For the destination road trip destination of the day, and again every weekday, we're giving away uh, a virtual key in the five o'clock hour. So, and it happens in all sorts of different breaks. It's in the breaks, but it's happened at 5:15, it's happened at 5:25, 5:35, 5:40, 5:50. Like it's happened everywhere. So you got to stay locked in in the five o'clock hour coming up. Um, speaking of the five o'clock hour, in the five o'clock hour, the Rams, which we just talked to uh, Sean about, will be keeping an eye on the Seahawks and Cardinals. Now, let me ask you this. They asked me this question today, and I want to ask you, LZ. Mm-hmm. A- and you have to take into account what they're working with, okay? Go if on. I told you you could pick one quarterback, it's Kyler or Russell, but they have to work with their respective groups, who are you taking right now? Like, I'm telling you, you can pick one guy. You get Kyler or you get Russell. The, the past don't matter. I'm talking about today. On November, what the hell's today? November 19th, 19th. 19th. 2020. Who are you, who are you taking?
1: Uh Russell.
0: Still? Still. Even though he's had a lot he's had man, he's had a lot of turnovers over the last several weeks.
1: And a lot of touchdowns. Got what 26 so far? Mhm. Halfway through the season. So, yeah. I'm 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 going to go with Russell.
0: Even got- though, okay, so I'm going to go with Kyler and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Um, Kyler has also is on pace for close to, fi- to, I believe, 50 touchdowns right now. But he's got, he's, he is the first quarterback in NFL history to pass and run for a touchdown in eight of his first nine games, okay, uh, in a regular season. And he is on pace to have a combined almost 5,500 yards, 11 of 100, which will be on the ground. And he's only 23 years old. So he's just barely scratching the surface of how good he is. And look, Russell Wilson is amazing, okay? But he's 32. You know what Russell Wilson was doing at 23 LZ? Playing baseball? He was playing for Brett Bielema at Wisconsin. That's (laughs) what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Kyler Murray.
1: But I thought we weren't supposed to talk about the past.
0: No, I know we're not talking about the past, but what I'm, what I'm doing that to represent how good Kyler is, because it's rare to have a 23 year old quarterback be that much of your offense. Like I I know that people don't want to say like, well, they're different obviously. Right. But there are only a few guys like Dan Marino at that age, you know, was putting up 4,000 yard seasons in the eighties. Right. When they were mugging quarterbacks and, and wide receivers still. But Kyler's impact at that age is relatively unprecedented when you factor in not only his arm but his legs.
1: No, I'm not trying to downplay the season he's having. Um, but have you seen him live? I have. He's little, man. But he's, he's stocky he's, as hell. He's, he's little, man. He's stocky as hell though. He's little. He's so I worry for him like a dad.
0: Nah, I don't. Like,
1: like, I look and I go, oh, don't scramble. Just, just throw it away. It's safer that way. Like, I'm afraid of him from a health perspective. Russell Wilson, to your point, is 32 years old, which means he survived. Mm-hmm. Being mobile. He survived with the poorest offensive line. He has survived. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to another Super Bowl. He is a made man who probably has another six to seven to eight years worth of really, really good play in him. Kyler Murray is in his second season and we're trying to figure out still what this is. Mm. So uh, give me the guy who is a made man who's been in every situation and has come out on top who still has another decade left in him. Give me that guy.
0: Yeah, I I don't think he has another decade left in him. Um, I I and he's going to be thirty two in uh, ten days. So and
1: Brady's I, I, fifty. All right, so he's
0: not fifty. <laughs> he's
1: close. I mean,
0: he's like forty. I think he's forty two, right, Tom Brady.
1: Brady's going to have. Brady is older than the number of touchdowns he's going to throw. Forty
0: three. Tom and I. Tom is is <laughs> less than a month older uh, than I am. But yeah, I, I Kyler's only a few pounds uh, lighter than Russ, and he's only an inch smaller. Um, he's just built differently, and I think that that kind of freaks people out. But uh, I-, I love Kyler Murray. He's on my man crush list. If I, I know this isn't the Scott Kaplan show. Are we allowed
1: he's... to have man crushes? I thought we could, Scott we Kaplan could, owns we could.
0: it. I could just take the one guy. He- I'm not doing a whole list. So oh,
1: there you go. I mean, you don't want uh, my list of man crushes. That'll take the rest of the show.
0: Is Key on your man crush list?
1: I mean, until he broke up with us.
0: Okay, that's fair. We'll talk to Key, and we'll get his thoughts on this particular contest. We know he loves the Seahawks. We'll talk to Key in two and a half minutes. Sedano so on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Don't forget this hour. Man, year. you can win one of those virtual keys. There's five virtual keys left in the 710 ESPN month of giving. Gary Rubens from Calabasas won yesterday. You want your key? Hopefully, you were listening to Mason in Ireland. Give out the destination of the day during the 3 o'clock hour. Again, hopefully you wrote it down as well. And Coming up here in the 5 o'clock hour. It can happen, it's happening in one of the breaks. It could be this next break right after Key joins us. Keyshawn, not just the virtual Key, Keyshawn. Um, it could happen in any of the breaks. We, we've been kind of throwing them in different breaks in the entire 5 o'clock hour. Uh, listen for Sal Gonzalez of Culver City Mazda to give you the cue to call. When you hear it, be Caller 7 with the correct destination of the day, and you could win a virtual key that could start a brand-new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with $1,000, a grand in the glove box. It's the 710 ESPN Month of Giving. Uh, if you miss Sean McVay, make sure you subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast. You can catch a fun interview there. Here, Speaking of fun interviews, we talked to our man, Key. Now, Key, we were doing like a man crush thing, and I asked LZ if you're on his man crush list, and he said you used to be. I don't even know what that means.
1: We broke up after you left.
0: Right, you left us. You
3: went he to New York. Us.
0: Yeah, you went. You, you left
3: everybody. I, I didn't was leave willing to- anybody. I I did what I needed to do for my family <laughs> and for the well-being of the company that I worked for.
1: <laughs> you sound like a beast out of a Mary J. Blige song.
3: <laughs> I I for you know for quite some time I. Thought about it. I wrestled with it. I prayed up on it. <laughs>
1: said, now, careful, George. Man. Now you know, he sound know, like a free. Family. George. He sound like a free agent telling yeah. us why yeah. he signed no, 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 with no. thirteen. This, this is
0: this. You know what this is. This is. This is buttoned-up key when he knows he <laughs> needs to talk to the media and he, he's about to be a free agent, right? And he's doing that sit-down with like Jay Glazer or Dan oh, Patrick yeah, oh, or yeah. someone like that. And when he's doing that interview, that he's like, "Yes, uh, I'm Keyshawn Johnson. How are you, sir?" Yes. Well, no, I, I I talked it over
3: and thought through it, night, restless <laughs> nights with my family and friends. Yes, and you know we just came to decision. The best decision was for me and my family to head back east because. You know I've accomplished so much in my post career in Los Angeles that we wanted a new chapter and take on something new.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna fight him. I'm yeah,
0: no, it's, fight fine. Him. it's fine.
1: <laughs> it was good. You
0: sold me. You sold me. That's it. I'm done. It's yeah. when he
1: said he prayed on it. I was like, oh, yeah, hold it. up now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: no, you? Well, you saw as a free agent. You know, once, once, you, once I pray on it, you got to leave me alone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. What, that's what,
0: a card to play. When you invoke religion, it's over. That's it. That that, you that can't diffuses it.
3: me. At
0: all, yeah, yeah, exactly. That is a great tactic. It's like you've done this before. Um, so, Key, <laughs> why are you uh, divorcing me? Well, baby, I prayed on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Key, uh, I, we know how much you love the Seahawks. When we, we used to do Keys' top ten, uh, you know there'd be like a tie for number eleven with or number ten for like five teams, and and if the Seahawks weren't playing well, they'd be in there somehow. Um, but they're not playing so great. Their defense stinks. Russell Wilson is turning the ball over because they can't run the ball, and there's a lot on him. What do you make of tonight's contest, the upstart Arizona Cardinals versus those Seattle Seahawks? I think it'll be a different game than we saw uh,
3: the first time around, although it was a close game. it it, an overtime game. It took a a, a Houdini-like effort again from Kyler Murray to pull that one out. I think when you look at it, Jamal Adams didn't play in the first game. There was no Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap is is there in Seattle now because of Jared Goff, because of Jimmy Garoppolo, because of Kyler Murray. They need guys to get pass rush on, so they implement him into the defense. Jamal Adams, who hasn't had a great year, not a bad year, but not a great year, he's in the lineup. So it'll be a different different game. I think D.K. Metcalf needs to come to the party. Um, I said it a couple weeks ago, but I got talked into it by Dan Orlowski along with Marcus Spears about D.K. Metcalf being pushed into the top five receivers in the National Football League. And I went back and I looked at it a little bit. Jalen Ramsey, two catches, 28 yards, uh, wasn't very good. Three games three games in his career against the Arizona Cardinals, three catches, 28 yards, not good. So you're going to see Patrick Peterson and the defense try to take him out.
1: Um, Key, when you look at the amount of play that has happened over the course of this half season – do you see any clear evidence of a lack of a preseason hurting the league, a lack of a full camp hurting the league? Do you see anything like that when you're watching these games going, ah, they're not as sharp as they should be?
3: I actually, you know, I really don't. I think that it's just some of the play is just what it is, right? I mean, it's just what the play is. I don't think that it's anything – it has to do with the off season or the preseason because every single year we see this sort of thing happen.
0: Key, you there? Is that it? Hello? Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, I they didn't realize you were you. you were just abruptly getting in like that. That's why. You kind of caught me off guard. My bad. Um, so, whose division is it, Key? I think it's the Rams division.
3: I really do. Uh, I think the, I think I think I think Seattle gets through tonight. They finished second place in the division. Arizona finishes third, and the Rams win the division.
1: And you base this upon the teams that they're, with, that they're facing, how they're playing. Are you basing this on the Rams defense? Are you assuming that the offense I'm is going to turn on around? The Rams
3: defense, but I'm also I'm not going to freak out because the Rams have yet to win big on the road, but they do play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend, which will be huge for uh, their confidence on the road. Um, they lost to Miami, they lost to Buffalo, and they lost to San Francisco all on the road when those teams were playing decent at that time. Um, but I like the defense of Aaron Donald and Brockers and and, and, and Micah Kurtz and, and Kerser, uh Kaiser. And, you know, Troy Hill and just all the guys. I know Tyler Rapp. Tyler Rapp has been out for a little bit here, and he won't be playing. But but I just, I think Jared Goff, you know, Jared Goff's still a pretty good quarterback. At times he makes you scratch his head, but they've been able to run the ball. They've been able to throw it a little bit there. And I just, they're, they're not a bad football team. They're a really good football team. And I think if they can get through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it'll show me a lot on the road. Tampa, hot Tom Brady coming off a, a, a big time victory against the Carolina Panthers. Although the Carolina Panthers defense is not the Rams' defense, so he'll be he'll have an uphill battle trying to stop Aaron Donald, uh, you know, trying to stop that defensive guys And Jalen Ramsey obviously uh, is the highest paid corner in the National Football League for a reason. Key, should the Pac 12 have a legit shot at the college football playoff? I think if USC runs the table and they start to play better and not have heart attack games in the end, uh, or, or or in Oregon, um, other than that, I'm not. I don't want to see anybody else out of the Pac-12. If it's not USC or Oregon, I don't, I don't, I don't care.
1: Generally speaking, how do you feel about this college football season? Because I'm having a hard time connecting games. I don't mind watching individual games and accepting the result, but. Thinking it's linking to something else and building towards something, I'm just not there.
3: Yeah, it, you know, it's a it's a weird deal. Um, you know, teams like Penn State can't get out of their own way. Well, obviously Nebraska, well, Scott Frost is whatever, but just that whole Big Ten, Michigan is terrible. Ohio State is the king of the king of the mountain in the Big Ten. You look at the SEC, it's the same story, right? It's Alabama. Uh, you know, we all thought it would be an LSU again, an Alabama, or Florida. They all being a mix, but it's Alabama. Uh, it, it's Clemson in the ACC, even though they lost to Notre Dame. And I think if they had Trevor Lawrence instead of a young quarterback that played extremely well, uh, that game could have turned and been a little bit different. Um, you know, so you know, Oklahoma is is the same Oklahoma team that that we you know see. They 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 win a bunch of games. They go to the final four and they get bounced by somebody and slammed on their head we don't want to see that i don't want to see oklahoma in the final four because i know what the results are going to be so again there's you know usc oregon i don't mind seeing that see what that looks like if they got to the final four um
0: but college football is weird all the way around uh key with the lakers lz and i were talking about big men now Javale just opted in avery bradley opted out um but as far as big men, you know Serge Ibaka out there on Instagram flirting with uh, with LeBron, put posting LeBron stuff. Um, you know there, there's other guys out there like Tristan Thompson. They could bring Dwight back. If I gave you a choice, one of those three guys, who are you picking? Ibaka, Dwight, or Tristan? Dwight. Really? Even over Ibaka? Yeah, I'm taking Dwight. I
3: don't need to mess anything up. He's been a, he was a good soldier. He needs to be rewarded for being a good soldier. Just bring him back. What's the problem? And they will bring him back. They're bringing him back.
1: Well, reportedly, they've been calling, letting him know, hey, we still want you, dog. Um, so we'll see what yeah, that he is. He
3: can't do nothing. He can't get to the go- the white goofiness though, right? <laughs> He's gotta just understand that you're one guy, sit tight, we'll get to you. Don't do anything, don't do anything wild.
1: If you had a choice <laughs> between the question mark of DeMarcus Cousins, who's more talented, or Dwight Howard, where would you rather the Lakers spend their resources?
3: Dwight Howard.
1: All right. Well, I guess. Right, because
3: it, it's a lot of things with Boogie, right? He, he, he's coming off injuries. Yep. Is is he going to be in shape? You got to deal with all. I know one thing Dwight going to be. Big shoulders is going to be in shape. True. You know, so you got all that. Do you know, do we want to – do you want to look up in in March talking about – you want to be sitting around talking, oh, man, if, if Boogie was just in shape, he would give you 25 <laughs> and 8. Do you right. want if, to be doing that?
1: If it's March you and know, he still ain't got in shape. Right? No, 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 no if, real if, talk. If Boogie was in – if Boogie was in
3: shape, man, I yeah, mean, I'm telling you, when he was in Sacramento, when he was in shape, he was giving you this and that. Do you want to have that conversation?
1: Not particularly. However, there is a part of me, though, Key, that's like going, if Boogie shows up right, it's like we're playing the parade route for two championships. Yeah, it's
0: over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. If if was a fifth. Oh, look at that. If if was a fifth. Uh, Do you ever cheat when playing Monopoly? Man, I
3: haven't played Monopoly in 40 years or something like that.
1: So you definitely was cheating back then.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, we asked that because I don't, I don't and, really cheat. I don't really cheat in games because I'm usually better than the next person. Oh, there, oh, we, there go. we go. There we go. go. There the reason go. we I asked you that because LZ and I were talking to Sean McVay about playing Monopoly and he said uh, him and uh, his fiance were you know they were a few deep on some uh, bottles of wine and they were playing Monopoly and uh, I mean, he cheated uh, and she got really she mad, mad at him. So yet? I, he's not married yet. No, he's just fiance. Still. Oh. Well, yeah. COVID, man. Okay. COVID, is, you know, well, and no, Layaway. I, 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 layaway is monthly payments. like we've been saying
3: fiancé for a minute, that's all. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, why I are you mind getting mind in this man's premature. business, though? Why are you getting in his business? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it might have been premature, you know, <laughs> early on when he first came to L.A. It was all people was like, oh, his fiancé,
0: is fiancé, but it was just his girlfriend there. Uh, now, we've known you for a long time, Keith, but, um, you know, I, I'm sure there are plenty of things we still don't know about you over the years. Like, we know you to be an ultra-competitive person, as we just heard you say. You don't lose at a lot of things. What is the thing that you are most unreasonably competitive about? Unreasonably? Yeah, like something that's that's silly that you're like, no, I don't care how how like, I ain't I ain't losing this, even though it's not something that's even all that important. I don't know that, George, because it would have to be a game or something. Maybe right? something with the kids. Uh. No, because,
3: well, when I would play horse with my son, I'd beat him. There you go. That's unreasonably competitive, I would say. Yeah, I'm not about to – he ain't supposed to beat me. I don't care if he is six years old or whatever it was.
1: (laughs) Can you beat him now? Can you beat him now? Yeah, learn how to win.
3: If we play right now, we obviously can't play right now. It's like 30 degrees. I was walking to work this morning and my face almost fell off. Ooh. Ooh. You you a brave man. I told him I told him you know, I told them they could keep that ish. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <Such> <laughs> man, it was it was something cold this morning.
0: I was like, What did I, who has not let talk me into this? <laughs> all of a sudden all that praying, you, you were doing some different praying all of a sudden. Man, I'm telling you because the studio's off the water. Right. I know, and, I've been there.
3: And God, you're talking about freezing cold. Did Whew. you
1: uh, wear one of those big scarves that you wore when you first oh, met Steve yeah. and got him all scared and stuff?
3: Yeah, you do that? Like Lenny Kravitz? No, I didn't have one of those scarves. Steve, <laughs> Steve got his own issues worrying about me. I, ain't, he, You can tell Steve he good. I don't
1: want LZ. It was, it was suspect that first night. I'm just telling you, man. Lips all shining, scarf all flowering, Ooh. blowing in you the wind. You had wheel.
0: shiny lips, Key? <laughs> man.
1: George... It looked like he had, had just had a piece of I church's chicken.
3: Don't <laughs> so be listening to LZ. LZ's a weirdo. I have my lip balm on. Oh,
1: okay. And
3: whenever you wear lip balm, you know you get a little shiny lips, little little gloss. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so my lips was a little glossy, and LZ's husband wanted to know why me and LZ was always hanging out.
1: <laughs> mm. He had the scarf, I had to George.
0: And now nah, see. <laughs> he had, this, uh, you got he had me just
1: got up. his nails done, so the buff was shiny, too. Oh,
0: wow. So they, they were glossy <laughs> on the nails, too. Uh-oh, okay. So I can see why Steve would think Steve, something. Steve, Steve figured, Steve figured. oh, well, I got to watch Keyshawn. Like, no, you ain't got to watch me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, bright and early, 5 a.m. each and every day, 5 to 9 on this very station. Uh, Key, have a great night. Stay warm. And we will talk to you next week. All right, bye. All right, be good. Oh man, I mean, all that praying he did—he's still cold as hell. You can't pray away the cold, LZ.
1: You know what, man? Like fall in New York is marvelous. Mm-hmm. It's marvelous. September
0: through like the like the first week of November,
1: dude. But as soon as you hit that second week in November, mm. get your ass out the city. Mm. It's cold. Oh, man. damn cold. It's cold. And the thing is is because there's so many tall buildings, yes. you don't know when the where, where the wind is coming from. And
0: it's a tunnel effect. You and it's are, a tunnel effect. It gets exactly you right in the bones. Like you can it is a if you have never been to New York City in the winter, you have no idea, but trust me when I tell you your bones hurt with that cold.
1: Oh man. <sighs> Rip the flesh right off your body.
0: No doubt. Bobby Mark's going to join us to talk some Lakers at 5:30. Uh, coming up next, you and I, LZ, uh, are going to talk about a couple of different things, including a really sad day for Clay Thompson and, of course, our friend Michael Thompson with the news. And we want to talk about how it will affect the Western Conference overall. So we'll get to that coming up in three minutes.